Oh, I cannot wait to give you my review of the RNC convention. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. We've only got 60 seconds to wait for it, but that's too long. I just want to say this before we begin. These radical revolutionaries are the dumbest people I've ever seen. First, they build a guillotine in front of the White House last night. I mean, what more does America need to see? (laughs) Then, afterwards, they attack Rand Paul. A hundred radical revolutionaries, he said, would have killed him if it wasn't for the police. And you see the videotape of it, and they are going after him. These people are absolute animals. These anarchist, communist, revolutionaries are animals. And the choice in America has never been more clear. We begin there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I want to tell you about Alan. He used to suffer from from back pain really, really bad. He had a severe accident on the job, and the pain was so intense afterwards that for over a year, he couldn't even go to work. And he was at wit's end, unable to imagine what he would do next. His wife then told him about Relief Factor. Over and over again, the guardian angels in our lives turn out to be our wives. Um, we tend to be too stubborn. But after three weeks of taking Relief Factor every day, Alan woke up in bed one morning, rolled over to his wife and said, Honey, the pain is gone. She said, Oh, I'm glad it helped. No, no, he said. You don't understand. It's gone. Alan Alan got his life back, and you can too. Relief Factor, not a drug developed by doctors. 70% of the people who go on to order it order more because uh, it works for them. They get their life back. It's 1995. Do it now. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. Relief Factor. Well, before I give you my full uh, review of this, let's just let's just start with uh, the president's speech. Let me just give you some clips. We start with uh, clip one. We're going to go down the line here, guys. Uh, Trump's speech, most important election. Cut one. So tonight I say to all Americans, this is the most important election. In the history of our country, there has never been such a difference between two parties or two individuals in ideology, philosophy, or vision than there is right now. Our opponents believe that America is a depraved nation. We want our sons and daughters to know the truth. America is the greatest and most exceptional nation in the history of the world. It, it is the most important election, and I, I, I think I said in 2016, I'm not going to say that again, um, because it's always been, you know, potato, potato. This is a stark difference, and that point was made for the last three days in ways I am shocked by. Um, I can't wait to tell you about things that actually personally I felt um, – Uh, coming up in just a minute so most important election absolutely this next election will decide and if it's not a route it it may not decide we may go into you know an 1860 sort of uh situation 
But there's a possibility this is a route um, because I think the Democrats are so out of step with the American people. And that will send a very loud message. Now, one of the best lines of the speech was this cut to in the left's backward view. They do not see America as the most free, just and exceptional nation on Earth. Instead, they see a wicked nation that must be punished for its sins. Our opponents say that redemption for you can only come from giving power to them. This is a tired anthem spoken by every repressive movement throughout history. But in this country, we don't look to career politicians for salvation. In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. The again, the difference was so was so strong where they have denied God in their platform, where they cut God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. The difference here is if you are a believer, there is a home for you. And it doesn't matter. I think I think everything was done uh, in this convention not to just rally the base. I think this was done to rally the Democrats who have lost their faith in their own party. And it was allowing the base to be riled up because the base is not who the media says it is. We're not right-wing extremists that hate black people and gays and everything else. We're not those people. And if we were, you wouldn't have the reaction from the right that you're having right now. The right loved this convention, loved it. I don't know a single person who has actually watched it that hasn't said, oh my gosh, the message was so great and so uniting. Did you notice mainstream media and the Democratic Party? How many black faces there were? How many people that were talking about being from humble roots? Have you noticed how the right is cheering when you see Alice Johnson? We're supposed to hate people, want people in jail all the time and no mercy. Have you noticed? I think this is so clear. They did. I don't know who produced this. I'm guessing that it was Donald Trump and Ivanka were somebody. Somebody had discipline unlike I've ever seen, perhaps ever in television. Uh, It was it from start to finish. Now, let me give you the cardinal rule from Donald Trump last night. Listen to this. From the moment I left my former life behind And it was a good life. (laughs) I have done nothing but fight for you. I did what our political establishment never expected and could never forgive breaking the cardinal rule of Washington politics. I kept my promise. Really, 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 really good. If you listen to his speech last night, it was the most humble speech. Now, he did say a couple of things. I can't remember what they were, but there were a couple of statements like, you know, and uh, I put the moon up there in the sky for you last <laughs> night. <laughs> you know, there was a couple of things that were, you know, typical Donald Trump. But this was the most humble speech I have heard from Donald Trump. 
He used the word you far much, uh, far, uh, far more many times than me. I think at least that was my impression. He talked about you and we, we did this. We'll do it together. Where in 16, it was all about, I'm the only guy. It was not. This was a very, we're in this together speech, which I thought was outstanding for him. Here they are. Um, here is the president in a very powerful um, cancel culture section. Our country wasn't built by cancel culture, speech codes, and soul-crushing conformity. We are not a nation of timid spirits. We are a nation of fierce, proud, and independent American patriots. We're a nation of pilgrims, pioneers, adventurers, explorers, and trailblazers who refuse to be tied down, held back, or in any way reined in. Americans have steel in their spines, grit in their souls, and fire in their hearts. There is no one like us on Earth. I want every child in America to know that you are part of the most exciting and incredible adventure in human history. Mm. No matter where your family comes from, no matter your background in America, anyone can rise. With hard work, devotion, and drive, you can reach any goal and achieve every ambition. Our American ancestors sailed across the perilous ocean to build a new life on a new continent. They braved the freezing winters, crossed the raging rivers, scaled the rocky peaks, trekked the dangerous forests, and worked from dawn till dusk. These pioneers didn't have money. They didn't have fame. But they had each other. They loved their families. They loved their country. And they loved their God. Speechwriter was absolutely perfect for this. Um, it, let me go to uh, let me go to Trump's speech on Biden uh, defunding the police. Listen to this. The most dangerous aspect of the Biden platform is the attack on public safety. The Biden Bernie manifesto calls for abolishing cash bail, immediately releasing 400,000 criminals onto the streets and into your neighborhoods. When asked if he supports cutting police funding. Joe Biden replied, yes, absolutely. When Congresswoman Ilhan Omar called the Minneapolis Police Department a cancer that is rotten to the root, Biden wouldn't disavow her support and reject her endorsement. He proudly displayed it shortly later on his website, displayed it in big letters. Make no mistake, if you give power to Joe Biden, the radical left will defund police departments all across America. They will pass federal legislation to reduce law enforcement nationwide. They will make every city look like Democrat-run Portland, Oregon. No one will be safe in Biden's America. My administration will always stand with the men and women of law enforcement. Another great line that came um, next cut, please. Joe Biden's agenda 
is made in China. My agenda is made in the USA. That's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, and then uh, one last uh, clip, and you'll enjoy this if you are watching us on Blaze TV right now. Uh, but the fireworks afterwards were like nothing I've ever seen. Uh, they, I mean, it. this is honestly, we have slipped through a wormhole. This is the kind of production value I expect from the DNC. They always get imagery and everything else, and they're very good at that. And the Republicans have never been good at that. This is what you get when you have somebody who has been in television and knows how to produce something. He, th- this thing, image-wise, from start to finish, was rock solid. Rock solid. Uh, they didn't, shockingly enough, uh, play cool in the gang celebration. That was the Democrats. They didn't have little party poppers that they, you know, they pulled behind uh, Joe Biden and throwing balloons uh, where, you know, Donald Trump had to act surprised. It was amazing. And then the fireworks <laughs> afterwards split screen here. Here. These are the fireworks between the DNC and the RNC. Uh, I, I mean, it is the difference here was like your backyard fireworks. And I mean, China invented fireworks and they were put to shame. Uh, Disney, I've seen Disney do eight station fireworks. So synchronized fireworks, 360 degrees around you. They did it for their 15th anniversary of the magic kingdom. Um, and it was, it was, I've never seen anything like it. Disney was put to shame with the ending. And then I loved it. After the fireworks, they come out with Nessa Dorma, the opera, the song. They had an opera singer doing Nessa Dorma. If you were a liberal that always thought that Republicans were racist, were Hicks, they only understood country music. They had no culture. Uh, your head popped last night. You're just like, you didn't know what to think because everything was turned upside down. This convention and Donald Trump has fundamentally transformed in a positive way the Republican Party. If this is the Republican Party, and that is this is how they're messaging with with gay people who aren't like, and we've got to have another march. Just gay people who are like, yeah, I'm gay and nobody here cares. Now, let me tell you what's what's important. Uh, you have you have African-Americans who are not being talked down to. If this is the Republican Party, there is no choice this is a new dawn, and uh, and and I I, I I couldn't have done it any better. I mean, I couldn't. I, there's nothing I can pick apart here, really, honestly, really, really well done. All right, back in just a second. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor. Is sick freak simply safe? 
Um, one of the people who works for me, Josh, got his Simply Safe package just the other day. He wrote me a note about it uh, this morning. He, he wrote, "Everything looks so sleek. The cameras and sensors are easy to hook up. They're very, very, very discreet. You can put them almost anywhere, and they just sort of blend into the room. The HD camera is amazing. You can run everything from a portable controller or from an app on your phone." Uh, now I just have to sign in the front yard. Uh, now I have a sign in the front yard telling everybody that my house is protected by Simply Safe. Even that gives me a lot of peace of mind. Criminals had better think twice and keep on moving. Uh, um, you know, I, it's so funny. I get so many people saying, oh, come on, Glenn, you, I know you do the commercials, but is it really like that? Yes. I won't endorse a product unless I believe in it. And quite honestly, and, and this not happened, but if I have a client that is treating me differently than they're treating you or their their product is crap, I will tell you on the air, and I have done it before with GM for another reason. I canceled the contract. So I'm telling you, Simply Safe is the way to go, and you need a home security system. Do it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. Get a free HD security camera. SimplySafeBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Joining us now is Stu Brigier. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. So you were a big fan of the event last night. I don't know how you got that from what I just yeah, said. It was pretty, pretty, pretty uh, overwhelming praise. Um, I... I I also had a personal uh, revelation last night. I did a, a, a tweet storm uh, last night because uh, I was just feeling really personally um, horrible. And I want to talk about that later. Yeah, but you, should, I, you should feel that way. That's that's a good thing yeah, for you. you. Thank that's you. good that you're connecting with thank that you. finally. Did you see, did you, did you watch the whole thing? I only, and I did this actually every night intentionally. I watched the network coverage. So what I saw was what a lot of people saw, yeah. um, which was the big speeches and the the conversation in between, uh, which I uh, thought was... What was your impression of everything? I, I, you know, I think I liked it. I mean, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, I, I did see bits and pieces online as well. You know, Andorn, I thought was particularly powerful. Andorn uh, yeah. was the most powerful. But there were other you didn't see like the first guy who came up. He was like first or second speaker right at the beginning. Black guy, beard. I don't even remember his name. I guess he works for the president now. Uh, But he talked about growing up in Cleveland and, Mm. you know, nobody believed in him and everything else. And he had such a great uh, speech. You know, I never considered becoming a Republican. Never. Um, and that was over and over and over again. And the Democrats who were on that were saying, look, I, I mean, I don't even recognize my party anymore. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it, really powerful. Conventions are statements of strategy, right? Yeah. The, when watching the Democrats and Republicans back to back, you see what they're doing, right? The, the Democrats, I think, quite clearly had a position of we think we're ahead and we don't need to do anything to win this. And Republicans were in a position of we are trying to expand the amount of people who 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 should be on our side, right? Yeah. Like you know, they, they made that case over and over again with minority voters and gay voters and, and female voters trying to communicate, hey guys, all the stuff you're hearing in the media isn't true. Um, and it, it struck me is that the, the Democrats really are attempting essentially a rerun of Hillary Clinton. I mean, Hillary Clinton's strategy was basically to say, 
Donald Trump's such a bad guy, a guy that you can't trust. He's a terrible human being. Therefore, by default, vote for me. But added with, hey, all the chaos in the streets, we're cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, well, I mean, that wasn't exactly Hillary's. Obviously, it was a different yeah, I know. time. I said but added with, with now. Biden. Right. With Biden, it was the same sort of thing. And it's like you kind of look at it and it's like, well, why did Hillary lose? Did she lose specifically because she's a horrible candidate? It's very possible that's why. She was just a uniquely bad candidate. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other side of that, though, is did she lose because of this strategy, which Biden has taken and in some ways expanded on, right? Where where it's like, just focus on Trump. We think you'll think he's a bad enough guy to not vote for him. And instead of just not going to Wisconsin, we're not going to go anywhere. (laughs) That's an interesting approach to this. That is a, it's a risky approach. They think that they can just essentially hide in a closet until November. They're not going to be able to. And they're not going to. They've got three nights. They're going to have to get through at the very least in these debates. It's not going to work. And Kamala Harris last night came out and said, you know, if you think these riots are going to stop, even if Joe Biden is elected, they're not. And they shouldn't. What? What? Are you insane? More in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So it's the last week for our listeners to get an instant $30 coupon applied automatically to your online or phone order as part of the GenuCell Summer Blowout Sale. We've talked about this for a long time. If you uh, have, let's say, uh, issues with your skin, if you don't like the way you look, if you're coming out of the mask and you're like, oh, my gosh, I thought I looked better before I went into this mask, uh, go to GenuCell.com or 800-577-8709. They have the GenuCell jawline treatment and classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. Shamini will double your supply of both products for free. Um, it's a great product. Uh, my mom has been using it for a while. She loves it. Uh, it's, you know, it was born in America. Uh, it's still made in America. That's the Shamini way. Now it's your turn to learn uh, to take years uh, and honestly, even maybe decades younger. And if you know what, if you don't believe that, well, they guarantee the results 100%. Uh, it'll give you all your money back if you don't like it. It's that easy. Order today while the special is still on. Order GenuCell and Shamini will double your order for free. This is the final week. For results in minutes, the Genu- GenuCell immediate effects is also free. You get double your order plus a, a surprise luxury gift as well. 800-577-8709 or visit GenuCell.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Hey, you want some real wisdom? Listen to the podcast this weekend. It's available now for Blaze TV subscribers. And tomorrow at 3 p.m. on YouTube, it's Dennis Prager. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It's Friday, and Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast you can get wherever you find your podcast. Pat, mm-hmm. what do you think of the uh, convention and the speech last night? Loved the speech last night. Yeah. Loved it. And, you know, as soon as, soon as I was watching on Fox last night for the first time, and as soon as the speech ended, uh, Chris Wallace and others started tearing him apart because I guess it wasn't loud enough for them or wasn't rally. I was glad. I was glad. I liked his tone. Yeah, when the audience they did it once, they're like, "Woo!" Yeah, I was like, "Oh, stop that! Stop that!" And I think this was a a definite outreach to independents. He's already got the base secure. Oh my god! Okay, so let's show that the independents that they've got a comfortable place where you know you're. He's not insane. He's he's not out of control. He's not what you think he is. He's not what you've been told he is. Yes, that's for darn sure. Yeah. And I think he accomplished that really well last night. So I felt really, I was watching, I felt really guilty, really guilty about one thing in particular. Um, 
you know, I have no problem speaking out about the president's uh, policies, and I have no problem saying in you know 2016, I don't think he's going to do any of those things mm-hmm. um, because I didn't think he would. He had no record of of actually believing any of these things. Um, and, uh, I said it and I said at the time, if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. And I have admitted that long ago as he started to fulfill those promises. Um, I was shocked by a lot of them. Um, and, but last night, all I could think of was when he called me, when my dad died, do you remember what I said afterwards? said he called me because he had heard my dad died because we had to leave the hotel i was staying at a trump hotel and um he talked to me about my dad and and i hung up the phone and i said he is running for president and i I, I attributed the entire phone call to politics Mm. and Mm -hmm. in watching this week uh, i i think he is I mean, I think he does not care about what he says about people in person. I mean, you know, on stage or whatever. He will will Mm -hmm. call you anything and say anything. He does not care. But I think he is publicly like that. And I, I I am afraid I have misjudged him. I think privately. You know, the, the thing with Alice Johnson, all of the stories that came out this week from people who were not political, they didn't know Donald Trump. I think one of the mm-hmm. most important things about the two conventions was, one, you had a guy in office for 47 years who now says he's going to do these things. And they had a bunch of people say, look, I've known him for a long time and he's going to do those things. OK, and they're asking you on Biden. Trust me. Trust me. I know him. The people that were speaking out about Donald Trump were the exact opposite. I didn't know him. I don't really know him. But look at what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's it, it just rang true to me. And I felt yeah. so bad about what I said, how I said things in 2016. Um, and I've been feeling this way for a couple of days during this convention. Uh, and I just feel like I, I need to apologize to his children um, because I can't imagine. I mean, I just had Donald Trump Jr. on with us, and I can't imagine he acted like we were old friends. I can't imagine they didn't have several conversations about me at the dinner table on some of the things that I said. Uh, and I really regret it because I, I mm. do think publicly, Twitter and everything else, I think the guy is out of control and doesn't care, doesn't care, enjoys it. But mm. I think privately, He's a different guy because his children love him. And I don't believe like, for example, Ivanka is a psychopath. And how is it Ivanka loves him and all of his children love him as much as they do if he's a psychopath in real life? He's not. No, he's not. I don't think we ever said he was a psychopath. No, no, no. I know. But people think he is because yeah. he just doesn't seem like he cares. Yeah. You know, he'll say anything and it looks like he doesn't yeah. care. I don't, I don't think that's who he is. I don't know that we said anything wrong during the campaign, frankly. We disagreed with him on policy, mostly. Uh, and because he, you know, his, I, I his track his, record I, was not one of a conservative. Correct. And if I would have left it at, <clears throat> if I would have left it at politics, I think I would have been fine because I've already mm-hmm. said I was wrong. And I said I would say I was wrong. Um, but I, I um, really went after his character and he can be targeted with his character. Um, and I think that's fair. 
but I went after his character um, personally, and I think I was really wrong on the level mm-hmm. of I think when it's personal and he's involved one in one on one, he does care. Oh, I think he does care. Yeah. 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 And I that's you definitely know. the messaging I think that they wanted to get through. Yeah. And, and it did. And it worked. And because it, it, it didn't, it felt real. You know, none of this felt staged or phony or not at all. You know, none of it seemed like, okay, we're reaching out to the black people again. It didn't feel that no, way. No, because at it was all it was black people who were saying, Look at I love this guy. Right. And this uh, guy is gonna take us to the next level. The Democrats haven't Yeah. And well, like he said last night, I've done more for blacks in three years than Joe Biden's done in forty seven. <laughs> yeah. And it's true by a lot. It's it true. It is. I mean, when yeah. you saw, I, I didn't know about the, you know, the funding of the, you know, the, the black colleges. I didn't, I just didn't know all of the things. Did you watch it from the it's beginning? A good list of stuff. It His was. speech? It, no, yeah. no, no. The uh, whole convention last night? Uh, most of it. Okay. I fell asleep at one point. All right. So I started watching it from the beginning and I was just watching the raw AP feed. Uh, and so I didn't hear any of the commentary and I saw everything that was on stage. They opened up with a couple of people, um, uh, both African-Americans. One was like, look, I grew up in really a bad section of town. I never even thought about a Republican. Um, mm-hmm. And he now works for the president and, and was so full of joy. It was an amazing uh, testimony. Then this woman in Houston who said, Two years ago, I was homeless. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes. I was did that see powerful? That. Very powerful. And the way she ended it in saying, look, don't let anyone tell she you was you great. can't do it. Yeah, she was I'm, great. I'm closing on a new house at the end of the month. Yeah. I mean, it was great. And it was because of one of his programs. Right. And it, the other thing I thought was great was that montage they did of actual people who have changed from Democrat, Democrat. to Republican. Yeah. Uh, and especially the Democratic Socialist. Oh my God! Said she's going to vote for Trump this time. And, that was powerful too. And the and wow. the skinny white kid with the big you know holes yeah, in his hole, ears. Yes. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He would not be pegged as a Republican no. ever. No. And he was like, you know, I have never voted for a Republican, but I was living in my apartment, I think, in New York. And he said, uh, you know, I was talking to this neighbor who is black and I said, you know, what do you do or whatever? And she said, I'm in the system. And he said, I just realized everything that I thought I was for traps people. It just traps them. You know, it was, uh, did you guys see the Richard Grinnell uh, thing? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was last night. Yeah. Or, excuse me, night two before. nights ago. Yeah. Uh, where he was basically making the case as Donald Trump is the most pro-gay rights president uh, yeah. ever. Uh, and it's interesting. I mean, we've been talking about that since the beginning. He, he's always been kind of uh, friendly uh, to, to gay rights, I think. And the only um, one to ever be elected yeah. in favor of gay marriage. Yeah. But it was a power, it wasn't like... They're reaching out to these groups and like they're not all consistent, you know, like this bashing of the 1994 crime bill, which is Mm -hmm. a very, very standard thing now that Republicans Mm -hmm. are doing was something wildly supported by Republicans at the time, Uh, you know, being Mm -hmm. tough on crime law. It was a law and order bill. Mm -hmm. And now at the same time, he's making this case for law and order. He's also kind of making the case against the crime bill because Biden voted for it. It's an interesting thing to try to pull off. I think the same thing goes with with, you know, they did it with gay voters. I thought very well. When you outline everything that he 
uh, has done and has supported over the years, there's a very important, uh, uh, I think, successful outreach to gay voters who would not normally consider a Republican. Well, I think you can talk about it because you are the gay character on the show. I'm the gay character, right. This, <laughs> so, this, this was the most important uh, part that you yeah. mentioned to me. But, you know, I think uh, the thing is, is the, the most important thing is, is that I don't know anybody who had a part uh, problem with any of that stuff. I don't know yeah. a single no. conservative that this was the true representation of the Republican yeah, Party. did anybody say, hey, Richard Grinnell shouldn't be speaking. He's gay. No. Nobody yeah, said but, that. But, uh, the, the interesting dynamic as a party, just as an observer here, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is that all the things that he was, that Grinnell was hitting Biden on were things overwhelmingly supported by Republicans at the time. So, but here, they but, were over, right, right. like they, they were saying like, oh, he was really, uh, you know, Joe Biden was really late to gay marriage. Okay. So wait a minute. One of the arguments. There's a difference. Now, I, I understand that as an outreach political tactic. Right. It is an interest. Look, no, but, parties but, but are. It's uh, different. You're, I think you're missing something. Mm-hmm. What you're missing is we weren't talking about gay marriage last night. This, this convention was not about policies. It was about the human and American heart. We can disagree on policies, mm-hmm. but we don't hate each other. Yeah, and that's one and, thing I think the, the, that, the bar that has been so set powerful. low for Trump mm-hmm. because of how evil he's treated in the media all the time. He's the worst mm-hmm. guy ever. He's a racist. He hates gays. He hates Jews. He hates everybody. So just showing that the guy legitimately cares about people and, and mm-hmm. has empathy for people and has treated people nicely and has people like Richard Grinnell, who he's supposedly supposed to hate, who he's been elevated to roles never achieved by any gay person in history in the united states at least out uh, outwardly right um that is an important message i think to get out to people yeah you know there was no way you could walk away if you watch this convention and listened there is no way you could walk away and say that is a racist guy a racist party a gay bashing gay hating you know uh homosexual uh xenophobic party there's no, no there's no way mm-hmm. you could walk away unless and you just that. didn't believe it which by the way a lot of people you know you watch the mainstream media reaction to it and it's just so predictable you know they they were bringing out like you know look yes he says this this and this but 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 look, at, I mean, even big reporters were doing it after this. I think that particularly the one with Grinnell, for whatever reason, really got under the skin of reporters who don't want to lose. You know, they don't want to lose that ground. They don't want to lose the we're the pro gay party crowd. Um, they don't want to lose the we we're the only ones African Americans are allowed to vote for. Those mm-hmm. sorts of things are really offensive really and get important. really under the skin of and not they, just the Democrats but the media in general. They knew it, and oh, that's yeah. why they did it. Oh yeah, and they did that's it. That's well. one of the I mean, reasons that they did it. Politically effective, I think. I I love some of the the little shots, the little poke them with pickle forks things that uh, Trump did during the speech last night that you know drove them out of their minds oh yeah out of their minds (laughs) you know one of the things that drove them out of their minds and i just i have no problem as a historian you know of i hate to say that because i know how the press would react to that but i read a lot of history i've i've you know i go to original documents etc etc so as a quasi historian i was i'm bothered by the precedence of the backdrop being the white house this was the first time, and I hope it's the last time. If it was not the era of the pandemic, <laughs> I would have I would have yeah. been screaming bloody murder because I don't like that. Mm-hmm. However, with that being said, remember, this was his third choice. 
as a backdrop. Yep. This is not his first. This was his third. Democratic City said, no, not here. Can't have that. Social distancing. All of that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, I'll do it from where I'm living. <laughs> uh, you know, it was then, not his first choice. It wasn't. But then he accentuated it last night just to get under their skin. How oh. many times did he point to the White House to show yeah. that he's there? The, the time that I it was it. like, you talk about a pickle it. fork. It was a giant pickle that he took <laughs> yes. when he took that fork out and said, you know what? They said this, but. Hey, look where I live. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was really good. good. Thanks, Pat. All right. Had a, a really good idea last night. I want to share it with you. You know, 2020 been an absolute joy. I think we've all, you know, it's, you know, it's like sitting in a nice hot tub of boiling oil. Uh, it's been a wonderful, wonderful year. Now, why not go inside our house, close all the blinds on the windows and just let it all pass by? Now, if you don't move around too much, maybe 2021 won't be able to see us. And, uh, you know, I think that's a pretty good idea. All you have to do is close the blinds. But you better have good blind shade shutters or drape. <laughs> you might want to put Kevlar on them as well. Um, Blinds.com is your home. 30,000 five-star customer reviews. They guarantee the perfect fit for your windows, whether you do it yourself or you have them measure and install everything from start to finish. You have nothing to lose. If you're ready to get the experts involved in your own search for the perfect blind uh, or window coverings, they're ready to work with you. And they're ready to be right on the on FaceTime or you know Skype or whatever you use at Blinds.com. Go to Blinds.com now. Take advantage of this week's special savings on interior blind shades, shutters, and even outdoor shades. Huge savings now. But you have to remember, use the promo code BECK at checkout. Promo code BECK, Blinds.com. We all grew up, uh, and I don't even know if this is happening anymore, but when we grew up, we all studied the civil rights um, uh, movement, and there's a very famous picture of blacks sitting at a lunch counter and not willing to get up. Uh, we all saw it growing up. We all learned about these, about these really brave people who said, I just want to be served. Well, uh, one of those guys uh, was Clarence Henderson, and he has he's amazing. He he I, he marched with us in Birmingham uh, and said, it's time for all of us to come together. This has got to stop. We all have to come together. He's an amazing guy. Well, he spoke this week at the GOP convention, uh, and he's the guy who said, uh, you know, Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. He said, well, I'm telling you, if you, if you vote for Joe Biden, you don't know history. Uh, he's going to be joining us here in, in just a few minutes. Also, we have, um, uh, we have a couple of other things you just don't want to miss. We have Newsbusters on the managing editor, um, uh, Curtis Houck, who is going to go through the mainstream media spin on the RNC. This made their heads pop just made their heads pop but i also want to talk to him a little bit about the spin on what's happening in kenosha they are going after a kid that i think is going to be proven to be acting in self-defense uh it, it is it is a crime what's going on right now with the mainstream media again 
We'll have more coming up. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that is so complicated that you never use it. That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life, and you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a 2-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best over all home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenbeck program. I'm just like to testify to you that their lemon cheesecake built bar <laughs> is delicious. Yeah, we were about to come back on the air and call. It's like you, you might need to do this because uh, I'm still chewing. <laughs> I'm still chewing. <laughs> I was eating as fast as I could. It is. Um, these are unbelievable. They're protein bars. They're healthy. This is 150 calories, um, and it, it's like a candy bar. And I've talked to the guys, and I'm like, what is the deal? This is unlike any protein bar, any health bar I've ever had. And they're like, because we focus on taste. Yeah. We, we make sure that it's healthy. It does everything, but we won't release it unless it tastes good. There's no aftertaste. There's not. I mean, they are candy bars. My wife lives and dies by these things. She these are them. so good. So good. If you're looking for something really good for you, really low calories, um, and satisfy your sweet tooth, order these now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Beck. Save 10 bucks. BuiltBar.com. Promo code Beck. I have to tell you, the the GOP convention was transformative in nature in every positive way. It was a convention that was so inclusive and showed showed who I think conservatives really are. Didn't tell people, showed people who we really are. And I just, I, I thought it was, it's going to change the GOP and change the course of that political party, I hope, for a very long time. One of the guys that stood up is uh, one of the civil rights activists who was at the Woolworth lunch counter sit-in in 1960. Very brave man. Uh, and he has he marched with us in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, just, what, four years ago or so? Um I love this guy. He was one of the speakers at the GOP convention. And he had a few words uh, for Joe Biden saying, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. We're going to talk to him in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. Sometimes in life, the right choice is hard to make. For example, you know, you find out all the companies that make ice cream are donating to liberal causes. No, I don't care. 
Okay, they built gulags. I don't care. And they're torturing my children. Can I have a little bit of their ice cream? Anyway, there are lines that you just can't cross. Uh, when it comes to your phone company, it really is hard to, to hard to believe what they are doing with the money that you pay them. Every time you make a phone call, they take some of their profit and they go to help uh, fund abortion with uh, Planned Parenthood. They they fund radical ideas, anti Second Amendment, First Amendment. It's crazy what they're doing. There is an alternative. And now is the time you must change your ways if you have great phone service now you're going to get the same phone coverage because everybody's on the same tower but what you're going to get when you switch to patriot mobile is great service great coverage lower prices and a company that actually is fighting with you for the things that we believe in call 972 patriot 972 patriot or go to patriotmobile.com slash beck when you use the promo code beck you can choose a free month of service or a free phone veterans and first responders you're going to save even more so call and switch today we're a team we got to be all on the same page. 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or visit patriotmobile.com slash Beck, promo code Beck. Clarence Henderson, civil rights activist, 1960s Woolworth lunch counter sit-in. Amazing guy, and uh, I just love him, and it's an honor to have you on the phone again, Clarence. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. Long time no see. I know, I know. I have been thinking about you a lot lately, um, before the GOP convention, because you actually were part of these protests in the 60s that mattered. And I know at the time, there was a real, a lot of people were angry with Martin Luther King because he said, peace, You know, we are going to be peaceful. Take the beating. And there were a lot of people that didn't want to do that. They wanted to fight back. Um, And look where we are now. I mean, this is Malcolm X. If you're if we're lucky, what's happening on the street. But it's not usually black people. It seems to be a bunch of white people saying it. uh, They're for black people. Well, you know, it's amazing, uh, Glenn, because we need to understand that violence begets violence. And uh, we have, uh, people are talking about systemic racism. We have systemic corruption going on in this country, and we need to realize and recognize what's going on. This, uh, with all of our imperfections, we are the greatest country in the world, the light that shines on the hill. And I'm hoping that people will reckon with that and find their place in America where they can be successful and help us as a, as a society to be uh, that uh, uh, place that people can feel like they can come to and have the opportunity that America offers. And so what they're doing now is that they're taking away. It's not the idea is not to tear down. It's to build up. Even if, it's, if it's buildings, if it's relationships or whatever. We are, in the words of Dr. King, unless we learn to live together, brothers will perish together as food. And I am very concerned that People are caught up in these movements, and they don't know what kind of movement it is. For me, there are two kinds of movements. One is the agenda-driven movement, where we're being oppressed back to King George III, and then there's the uh, principle-driven movement, where we're continually defending our freedom, such as your radio show. You're continually doing that. 
and you get ostracized for it, but you continue to go on. And we have to do those kinds of things and to stand up for what is right for ourselves and for our children and grandchildren that's coming up behind us. So, Clarence, um, how do you what would you say to Democrats that are listening to and I think they know it in their heart who are listening to the press and to the political leaders saying these are peaceful protests? Some of them may have been during the day at the beginning. I think there were lots of them, um, but they degenerated. And it's it's not even it's I don't think this has anything to do with black people any, anymore. This is all about revolution and anarchy. What do you say to break I, through to those people that are? It is. And, and, and what we have to realize is that we are a country of laws. Uh, we uh, have chosen to allow ourselves to be governed by the rule of law and not the rule of man. And so, therefore, when these situations come up, we have a judicial system, a court system, where we bring these things to the forefront and uh, let it be decided in a court system, not uh, and, uh, the judicial court system and not the court of public opinion, where we become mob rule and becomes dangerous for everybody. Uh, if we're not careful, you have people riding around uh, Everybody says, I have to take the law into myself because nobody's going to help me. For example, when you talk about the police, uh, uh, if they're not there, then what happens, especially mm-hmm. in your urban communities where I've li- I lived in uh, New York uh, back in the 60s uh, in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And uh, even at that time, when it's different than now, you know, one of the things that people would do when something came up, what do you do? You call the police. Because you got people in this country right now that are apprehensive about coming out of their own house. They're not bothering anybody. They're not want to participate in any protests or anything like that. They just want to be left alone. But these people here are jumping on old folks. Whoever gets in their way, I was just in, uh, I'm still in D.C. right now, and I was at the uh, president's acceptance speech, and I saw, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see it, but I ran Paul. They were all around him. We went in a different direction. So, we had just got through with having an uh, uh, acceptance speech, not bothering anybody, but all of a sudden they want to come in. These people want to come in and destroy all these things that we work for in this country. And it's time, it has to stop at this point. And I fault the uh, powers that be that are not doing anything about it because when, when it turns into violence, then we, there's an order we have to stop that. And a pre- peaceful protests are one thing, but when you uh, change it over to violence, then uh it has something has to change and so i am continuing going across america talking about what we need to do to be to unite ourselves and not divide ourselves what's the biggest thing we need to do clarence what is the i mean you lived at a time where when you stepped up to that that uh lunch counter in greensboro what were the possibilities of what was going to happen to you did you think at the well, time? I, I, the possibilities was I, I could have come out of there in a uh, vertical position, uh, going to jail in handcuffs. I could have come out of there in a prone position, uh, going to the hospital to the morgue. And I reflected back on it in that uh, the movie is uh, uh, Braveheart, which says every man dies and not every man lives. And so the solution for me is that this thing has to be done by we, the people, and not they, the government. We cannot continue to allow, allow 535 people to tell 320 million plus people what they should or should not do. It is based on we, uh, when Thomas Jefferson said that America is an idea in the minds of men, people really don't know what that meant. He said that 
America should always go by the choices that we make, and it should be done at the polls of the election. Let us decide how, what kind of country we want to live in. And we have all of these things that people vote for, and then we have some elected official or somebody that's appointed that wants to come in and change it. For, for example, the definition of marriage. Uh, in North Carolina, 66% of the voters decided it would be based on traditional marriage, but some judge, I think it was up in Asheville, uh, it was a case brought before him, and he decided it should not be that. And so we're in this quagmire where we're in right now. So it's we, the people, that have to come back and uh, start to have meetings. And some of the people that are sitting in office right now in the Democratic Party, for example, which is so far removed from reality, they must be removed. And who, even if it's somebody in the Republican Party, the same thing, they need to be voted out and have people come in and understand. For example, I'll take a guy like yourself, non-political, but you know what's going on in America. You would... It would be served better by a person like myself or you that really has a handle on what's going on in America and really go and serve the people. So we got to find those kind of people to, uh, to vote into our, our, our elected system and run and uh, uh, serve this country. Uh, and we have to do a better job of vetting our uh, politicians before they get in office. Because Please. politicians are a dime a dozen, but leaders, leaders are priceless. That's what Donald Trump is to me, a roughly human man, but he gets things done. And I feel as though we saw the side of Donald Trump that nobody wants us to see, that side that actually privately, I mean, he could say a lot of things on Twitter and say a lot of things in speeches, but he obviously cares um, and obviously uh, has made, I mean, the Alice Johnson thing, I mean, it, mm -hmm. the things that he's doing, you don't do. Uh, unless you actually care, you know, the way he's handled these things. And I, th I thought the GOP convention uh, showed the Republicans or the conservatives uh, for who they really are through actions. You know, there was this was a unbelievable outreach to the African-American community, and it wasn't pandering. Did you feel there was any pandering to anybody at at any time in this? Convention? No, I had a chat. I, I, I give you uh, an example. I had a chance last night to beat Vernon Johnson, uh, the guy that's a Democrat out of Georgia that spoke and said he was going to vote for Donald Trump. Uh, a tremendous guy that his eyes have opened up to see what the, the party is doing because uh, I was a Democrat long and I've been a Republican, but when my eyes were opened up, then I knew the direction I needed to go in. So there was total sincerity there. People caring about each other. Wanted to get mm -hmm. something done. It was such a peaceful situation going on there last night. People were standing up cheering. It looked like America. And it, I, did. it brought me back to what America is like. This this week has shown all all people that saw it on TV or saw it wherever have seen what America looks like and what this country has been founded on. People striving to become successful. People looking for the opportunities that America offers to see. You see, Glenn, there is a formula for success in America, but most people are concentrating on looking at somebody else, comparing rather than competing. Yep. And the formula is a free market capitalistic system, of which uh, a lot of Democrats have used, and now they're talking about socialism. you got uh, 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 Bernie Sanders. How do he his money? I mean, through the free market capitalistic system, but he's espousing uh, socialism, which leads to communism, and that's, that's not the way that this country works. I'm so glad to talk to you every time we get a chance to talk. Um, it has been too long, Clarence. Thank you so much. Oh, you're quite welcome, Glenn. And look, I look forward to the next time we meet. You got it. God bless. 
Clarence Henderson, civil rights activist, the guy in the prominently in the Woolworth lunch counter sit in the pictures that we all grew up with. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's American financing. Uh, if you're a fiscally responsible person, uh, and I know you are, you're looking at 2020 and figuring, oh, 2020, 2021's not going to be worse, is it? Uh, yeah. Did you see, Stu, this morning the Fed released um, because they did they they released this new formula and all this new crazy idea about inflation up in Jackson Hole this week. Um, and uh, now they're coming out and saying, yeah, there's going to be some bad inflation coming our way, but we're going to keep the rates down and every. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> now they're admitting that big inflation is on the way. And it is. It is. And this is a big change in approach. This uh, used to be what they yeah. used to try to catch. But how can they do that with the economy? Where that it is? was their job. Yeah. They say their only job was to keep inflation in check. Now they're inflating it. Um, anyway, Freddie and Fannie Mae, uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, they know what's coming. They're about to start charging a 0.5% refinance fee. They've moved that date from September 1st to December 1st. So there's a little more time, but you got to, you got to call American financing right now. If you're fiscally responsible, pay your mortgage, manage your money, save when you refinance. You need to give American Financing a call right now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds, station ID. So the press is going crazy for several reasons, but uh, they are it's it's I mean, I think only Donald Trump could have exposed them this much because they he they went insane. And so now we see who they really are Um, in an interview yesterday. Joe Biden tried to make the case that the riots and the looting and the violence in Wisconsin is a result of Donald Trump's America. And I want to quote what he said. These are not images from some imagined Joe Biden's America in the future. These are images from Donald Trump's America today. The violence we're witnessing is happening under Donald Trump. Not me. It's getting worse. And we know why. Yeah, we do. And Joe, <laughs> this is a weird. I, mean, I understand why they have to attempt this right, uh, I know, bit of gymnastics. I um, this isn't Joe Biden's imagine, uh, imagination of the future. Uh, this is a look back in the past. This this happened in Barack Obama's America with Joe standing at his side. D- does anybody remember in 2014 a little place called Ferguson? Remember the riots in the streets in Ferguson? Yeah. Uh, what did that give birth to? Oh, I remember the Marxist organization Black Lives Matter. You gave birth to this. Your own vice presidential candidate yesterday said in an interview, these riots are she didn't use the riot. She said protests, but riots. These riots aren't going to stop if Joe Biden wins, nor should they. Hmm. 
They are all in with these people. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting. Of course, this is obviously not the way Trump would want to handle these cities. He's he's respecting the lines of the federal government's power. And I can't believe it. Yeah, no, I mean, he just, it was the last. I mean, you know, because we had very strong conversations off the air in the last year. I've said he has he has proven himself every you know in these situations while i might disagree with some of his policies here and there he is you know he's holding the line um and i said but you watch a crisis is coming and if there's a crisis this guy will become the biggest fdr i'm just that's my last fear that's the last box that i have to check off They've been begging him, yeah, they've been begging, begging him, to do, it. him do it, to take control and violate the Constitution. Yeah. And he hasn't done it. Uh, and it's yeah, that's I he has not. And I think he couldn't. I don't think he should. Um, but I think like in this idea of like if Donald Trump were king, he would not he would these oh, dem- be- these Democratic cities would not be run like this. No. Right. So you can't this this Biden point is BS. The other thing, too, is the Black Lives Matter thing is was interesting in that after George Floyd. It really turned into a, even though we were critical of the organization and there were conservative critiques about it, but it was generally a unifying concept. People were like, black lives do matter. You mm-hmm. know, and there are people saying, well, yes. all lives matter too, but yeah, of course, no. black lives matter. And we all agree with the actual sentence, of mm-hmm. course, or mm-hmm. phrase black lives matter. Um, but at the time, it went up to about plus 25 in favorability of the group. This is in, uh, I think it was plus 28 nationally, in, in Wisconsin specifically, plus 25 uh, they released a new poll about Black Lives Matter. This is before Kenosha. So this is not because they're reacting to Kenosha. The new poll came out and they were even. Went from plus 25 wow. to zero in two months. And they were plus 75, weren't they? At one point, they at were, the, uh, towards the beginning, they had 75% approval. That, so that's different than plus. So plus okay. would be like, uh, if, if right, 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 zero right. is 48% favorability, yes. 48% unfavorability. Correct. That's where it is currently. Yeah. It was 25, they were 25 points in the positive a couple of months ago. Now um, in the same poll where they're split, police are plus 63 so this is, we a lot of times get into these worlds where we let the media control what we feel the, the country is, 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 is really saying. They're not saying defund the police, man. And, no. the, and, and the Republicans were smart to continue to point that out. Because if they're going to allow and not denounce the defund the police uh, side of this argument, the riots, and you've seen Biden give lip service to it a couple times recently because he's seeing these poll results. But if they're not going to do that, there's a huge opening here for Republicans to say, we're the party that's going to keep the people, the police on the streets to stop your burning, your buildings from burning down. This is the conversation I wanted to have in 2016. That's why I wanted Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Right, right. Because I wanted a clear cut case. Mm -hmm. We now have a clear cut case. Guys, they are going to end capitalism. Their own words. They're going to end capitalism as we know it. Uh, They are going to defund the police. It's a radical transformation into something we are not. Or we're going to hold up the American heart and say we don't have to agree on everything. We don't even have to agree on policies. But we have to agree that this is a good place to live. We've got it pretty sweet. We've got some problems and we can fix them. We're not going to shut each other down. I mean, it's a clear, clear choice. And I think the clearest choice in my lifetime. Uh, I don't even think it was this clear between Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan. This is the clearest choice 
and I think the last call um, for America, at least as we know it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. One of the most important things that business owners need to know, no matter what kind of businesses they own, is what the return on investment is going to be. How much money is going out versus how much money is going to come in because of it. I can tell you, if you don't have a detailed view from every single department, and if those departments aren't communicating, you have no idea what's going on in your business. You don't know. And I know it because we couldn't find anything to give us a central dashboard. We couldn't figure out at the place for a long time what's happening. We had no idea. Well, we found NetSuite by Oracle, and that has changed everything. Thank God NetSuite is around. It's what I begged for for so long. They will help your departments come together and communicate their numbers in a way you just can't do alone. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Over 20,000 companies trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence. I own two of them. Seven actions businesses need to take now is something that they uh, went and they just talked to all the big, big business people around the country and said, what do you do to restart? You'll get it for free. Just go to NetSuite.com slash Beck. NetSuite.com slash Beck. Stu Does America on YouTube and podcast. Today, the awkwardly titled Stu Does Ben Shapiro. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> will be on today. Check out the episode. Today is a big day, and we haven't mentioned it all week, and we need to. Today is 8-28-20-8-28-10. We were all together in Washington, D.C. for Restoring Honor. A decade ago. A decade. Oh, my gosh. A decade ago. That's insanity. And I, I wonder, I wondered if this ever made a difference to anybody. Um, and I think, you know, what I said on stage on that day is it may not be us somewhere in this crowd is a young kid. that might be the next George Washington that will remember this day. Well, one of those young kids, not a young kid anymore. His name is Curtis Houck. He's the managing editor of Newsbusters, and I didn't know that he was at 828 until just about uh, five minutes ago. Curtis, welcome to the program. How are you? Good to be with you, Glenn. Again, yeah, it is an honor. And uh, yeah, 18-year-old Curtis would be uh, absolutely floored uh, if uh, 10 years later to the day, here we are. It's amazing. How did that affect you? Well, I... I mean, it was just a culmination of, you know, watching you and reading you for so many years. A lot of the things, you know, about the founders and really what the left has been trying to instill in so many other Americans and trying to do to remake this country. uh, I learned from watching and reading you. And so being able to go to an event like that and be with you know, hundreds of thousands of like-minded conservatives and not even conservatives, people who just love this country and care about the constitution, uh, being able to go with my dad and mm-hmm. some of his friends. And, uh, how oh, cool. I mean, it, it just meant the world to me. Well, Curtis, thank you very much. Um, 
thanks for going and, and thanks for remembering it. It's um, <laughs> it, it's it me it's meaningful. All right, at Newsbusters, you have been watching the meltdowns of the mainstream media. So we want to go over the uh, the RNC convention uh, and just get some highlights from you on uh, how bad was the meltdown and what do you think it was the best meltdown from the uh, from the mainstream media. Well, first I'll say that I think going back to what you've been talking about this morning, which is what a contrast it, it, this has allowed us, you know, really between the DNC, the media saying this was Biden's finest hour. He was like a preacher at the pulpit. He was optimistic, holding a fireside chat. <laughs> Whereas in contrast, Donald Trump has no hope, no hope. Uh, it was dark and filled with darkness he had harsh <laughs> attacks. It was more of the same. Uh, and he just wants to, quote, own the libs. Uh, I mean, it was really just absolutely incredible. But my biggest meltdown was actually from before the whole speech happened. MSNBC last night, you know, over the course of two hours leading up to the speech, were actually saying the president, quote, doesn't care if people, quote, get killed or sick from the coronavirus by attending this event. Um, I mean, it's just, I often tell my colleagues about how the media just empty their thesauruses, <laughs> trying to figure, figure, figure out like how, how they can like melt down and describe what they're seeing. But really this week, they definitely earned it. They're getting, those pages are well loved. Do you think Curtis, that there is a, an awakening beyond the uh, conservatives and Republicans that there is an awakening on the press, especially over the last two weeks of like, Oh my I mean, you're in an Alice in Wonderland world. Right. And especially because of the fact that the news media are saying what's going on outside on America's streets is not happening. Right. Uh, they're, they're saying that, they're mocking the president for saying that there's anarchy in the streets. You know, you have, you know, going back to, yeah, looking at Ferguson, what was going on, you know, this goes to this, the CNN Chiron. That, uh, <laughs> hopefully people saw this I week, love fiery, this. but mostly peaceful protests right. going on. Well, they had to do That's something. They had to do something. This is the third time there has been burning cars in the background and they're talking about a peaceful protest. So this time they just while they're talking about peaceful protest, they just put in the Chiron fiery, but mostly peaceful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is like not the onion, not the Babylon Bee on overdrive. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, it is one of those things that you can. This can't be real. Oh, yes, it's real. I saw a great Babylon B uh, story came out last night that uh, Babylon B just bought their biggest competitor, uh, CNN. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, exactly. OK, so uh, let me go to the hypocrisy, um, mm -hmm. your favorite hi hypocrisy moment over an RNC speech. Yeah, I, and I took a big look at the week and one of my colleagues over at Newsbusters has been crunching the numbers about how much time MSNBC has been refusing to carry the speech. Um, really after the news media in totality carried about 90% of the DNC. Uh, so let's the first night they skipped 33 minutes 
uh, night two, 37 minutes, night three, uh, you know, with the vice president, 50 minutes, 50. uh, and we're looking to 50 minutes and we're looking to be well over that, uh, cross probably closer to an hour at least, uh, for tonight. Once we finish the numbers today and they, they, they just skipped it entirely talked over it. Correct. They talked over it. And I think going back to one of your other points from earlier this morning about stories and speakers that humanize the president, you know, Tara Myers talking about her uh, son with Down syndrome, you know, Caleb Mueller's family, uh, Chinese activist Chang Guang Chang. He all of those speeches were not carried by MSNBC. And it's very intentional, you know, with the media. Sometimes they're kind of uh, they stumble into their ways, but you know, and in a lot of these instances, they know exactly what they're doing. This isn't a case of ignorance with the news media, especially uh, this past week. So how is America going to react to this? Did do you think enough yeah. people that were independent uh, or, you know, Democrat by by record, but are kind of sick of this? Do, do you? Do you think enough people saw the real message? Because the real message is most of them did not come from the politicians. It came from the real people. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. And it's people from all over the country that spoke, really. Um, it covered, you know, Tennessee, Minnesota, everywhere in between. Uh, and then, yeah, the news media, it, and I absolutely think it is because you're seeing it in the polling. You know, Stu talked about, you know, Black Lives Matter uh, support just cratering. Uh, you have seen an admitting that this is showing up in polling. You've seen mm-hmm. the governor of Oregon saying, oh, the violence is bad. Oh, my gosh, we totally condemn all this. Uh, and now we're, people are waking up this morning to see that a U.S. senator and his wife uh, required a barricade of police officers and their bikes to get them to safety. Um, it's like what happened in the 1960s, you know, people turned on their televisions and saw what was going on to peaceful protesters, uh, that were marching and sitting at lunch counters, uh, and they're seeing what's going on in these cities and they're seeing the emotion of these people that have lost everything. And over on the other side, you have a news media that's kind of saying, well, they have insurance, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's because it's not, it's not happening to them that there's just no, empathy they talk about the president not having empathy oh yeah uh i mean it is an olinskyite you know strategy of projecting onto your opponents kind of where you are yeah curtis hauck uh managing editor of Newsbusters. Uh, what a great uh what a great day to talk to you curtis um on the yeah. anniversary of 828 thank you so much thank you guys you bet bye-bye All right, uh, we are going to correct something else the media is doing. Uh, just a second, right after this um, this uh, commercial break, I want to tell you about uh, my pillow. Mike Lindell had him on the program Tuesday. Uh, I mean, he runs me ragged with his energy, but I just love talking to him. He built the company from the ground up himself. Came from a heartbreaking past, made something of himself. Uh, gives back to the community in ways. Very few people even understand or know. Uh, and anybody who's purchased a MyPillow product, I mean, you know, he makes great products. This guy is America. He is truly a an American success story. There's no way he could be successful in any other country. 
he did it here, turned his life around. And I mean, now he's making great products. He, he has the uh, Giza Dream Sheets, which I sleep on every night. They are so good. They, if you like really soft sheets, this is Giza cotton, the, the, the softest cotton. It gets softer uh, every time you wash them. And uh, not only are they soft, they're really, really, really durable. You can get them two for one right now when you use promo code BECK. That's two for one. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, but you're not going to need that. You're going to love these sheets. Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Check out the two-for-one low price on the Gaza Dream Sheets plus free shipping. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code BECK. Promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Promo code BECK, MyPillow.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have Elijah Schaefer on uh, because yesterday when I was talking to uh, Elijah, no, it was uh, who was it from the Daily Caller yesterday? I said, where are the main where's the mainstream media? Where, where's ABC, NBC, CNN? Where are they? They're not they're not getting any of this footage of what's really going down. Oh, my. Well, that just popped the head of all of these. They just were in a snit last night. All these journalists that were out there and they're like, how could Glebeck say this about us? Uh, well, really easy. Uh, Drew Griffin uh, tweeted, so many of my CNN colleagues are reading this Dodo Bird's comments between their live reports in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Come on, Glenn. Uh, okay, really? What, what time was that again? Uh, Glenn Beck just lies and his lemmings will believe anything he says. Uh, this dishonest type, blah, blah, blah. The truth is to hate those who hate the truth. Literally every network, every day, every night has been on the ground. My favorite is from uh, Jimenez, uh, Omar Jimenez. Bruh. I'm literally standing in Kenosha right now, sleep deprived from standing in the protest violence and fires this night uh, and every night this week. Uh, bro, he's the guy on CNN with the Chiron underneath him that says fiery, but mostly peaceful protests. And you journalists, why are you running Elijah Schaefer and the Daily Callers uh, video if you were there? Why did you have to run their video? Would you, I don't know, run your own video? <laughs> right, you would Maybe? run your own video. Yeah. Why was Elijah Schaefer on the phone with the New York Times to try to help tell them exactly what happened for their story <laughs> if they were there? Oh my gosh, these people are incredible. They're there. They're not showing you the truth. They're not there. Well, let me ask somebody yeah. who's there. Elijah Schaefer, welcome to the program. Glenn, I am happy to be here, and I am I'm very delighted to let the world know that Blaze TV and the Blaze is doing a better job at reporting than some of these multi-million-dollar corporations. Oh, it, I mean, are they there? Of course, they're there. We you know, see them on TV, but where are they? You know, it's like it's like an absentee parent who's there, but they're not. You know, it's like they they might be available in the home, but are they raising the kids? They're not. That's exactly how I can describe the corporate media right now. They're present sometimes, but when uh, the actual thing hits the fan, I mean, I don't see their fancy cameras. I don't see their nice reporters. Their lights aren't on. I mean, where are they? They're not where the story's actually happening. Well, let me just let me just say this, Elijah. 
I think it's that they like you and the blaze so much that they're running our video that you got because they just want to give us a boost. They thought, you know, we've got great video coverage of this. We were there. We saw it. Uh, we captured it. But you know what? Let's give the let's give those conservatives that are out there trying to cover the truth. Let's give the let's give the credit to them for the video. I think that's what's happening. Maybe is that what's happening? No, you know, it, it is because you know when you look at even the, the Kenosha shooter, Kyle Rittenhouse, who's seventeen. You know, there's two interviews that are that are out there that are really viral. I mean, Washington Post. Uh, I'm in amongst many other publications reaching out to me, reaching out to Richie McGinnis. They're from the Blaze, from Daily Caller. I mean, how many of these mainstream media outlets have extensive interviews with Kyle before the shooting? How many of how much of their footage is is being used from the shooting? How many of them have on video? the fires being started or the faces of the people destroying the vehicles. I mean, how much of this are we really seeing being aired? If they have it on footage, I'm not accusing them of not having it. If they have I am. it, I am. why aren't they airing it? Yeah. Let me tell you something. If they do have it, it's worse than we think. If they do have it, you're exactly right. Why aren't they airing their footage? So I mean, it makes no sense. Um, so let me ask you one other thing. I, I've heard that uh, Rittenhouse does not have, he has a public defender. This guy's going to have his lunch eaten uh, if he's just got a public defender. I think he does now. I think that's changed. I okay, think he good. has, yeah. The, and, one of Rudy Giuliani's attorneys okay. has now stepped in. All right, so now there's, a, there's another thing that I, I want to check with you. Did you see that the guy who was shot had a warrant out for his arrest? Is that true? Okay, so there's a lot of... <laughs> about about a minute, all, about a minute. So you got to keep it short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's all I'll say is that these people did have criminal backgrounds. No. Um, and I'm not, going to, I'm not going to specify the charges, but what's really interesting is that because they had criminal backgrounds, that if you just took these three people as a sample of the group, it's really interesting that the three people involved had pretty severe charges. Even somebody who had a weapon, who had weapons charges against him, probably should not have had that weapon on the, on the field. Yeah, and I'm going to say that the, the charge of rape might be uh, as bad, if not uh, worse, than the... Uh, he had a weapon on him. Uh, there's a difference between having a weapon on him and having a weapon and using it. Uh, but we'll continue to follow this. But thanks so much for your cute little attempt at uh, coverage, CNN and ABC and all you people. You're cute. Hello, America. It's Friday. A lot to go over on this GOP convention week. We begin in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, um, you want to feel good after a great shave? You want to look good after a great shave? Must smell great. Walk out of your house every day looking like a million bucks, old and wrinkly. Right until you have to put that uh, stupid mask on your face uh, so, you know, you don't kill grandpa because you just don't care about people. My gosh, you're a bad person. Anyway, the secret to a great shave isn't, uh, you know, a bunch of silly and useless products. You need to get rid of all that crap. What you really need is the oh-so-perfect shaving experience, the little bottle of shave secret. 
And when I say little bottle, you'll be surprised how little it is because you don't need very much. It's like a travel size. Like, let's just say this. You could put it in your pocket and TSA is going to let you onto the onto the plane. Okay. So it's a little travel size kind of thing. And it lasts forever because you only use three or five drops in a wet hand. You, you know, put it into your beard or ladies on your legs. And it's amazing. It smells great. Going to replace all of the foams and gels. It's 100% natural. It is a proprietary blend of essential oils. Um, and it's made in the USA. 100% money back guarantee. You can find it regionally at HEB and Wegmans, nationwide, Walmart and Amazon. Or you can just go right to shavesecret.com. Cut out the middleman. Go to shavesecret.com and use the promo code BECK. You'll get a 10% discount by going to shavesecret.com and using the promo code BECK. Oh, my God. So uh, the mainstream media is very, very upset because yesterday, as I told you a few minutes ago, I said they weren't on the ground. They didn't have any of these. uh, They didn't have any of these videos and they're not doing their job. Well, they wanted me to know they came out on Twitter. Glenn Beck's a crazy man. We're here. Look, if you're, you know, eating dinner at the early bird special at Denny's, you'll see us on our live reports. It's peaceful during the day yeah it's at night that it gets dicey dude like at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning well i've been up where where have you been we're there where then how come you don't have any footage of this why are you coming to the blaze and the daily caller for the footage why are you calling our reporters at the new york times to ask them what happened if you were there a big, you, a big, you, yeah, a big part of this is they show up when there are mostly peaceful protests. Yes. Of course, this is known by the protesters slash rioters mm-hmm. who wait until they leave mm-hmm. to start lighting things on fire. When everyone is back home in their hotel rooms and they're, they're comfortably watching their little uh, reruns of their broadcasts, uh, when everyone's walking around being peaceful... People like Elijah are out in the middle in front of the fires and dodging gunfire now. Even when it's they're lighting cars on fire and they're burning in the background of the CNN reporters, they're still saying that's peaceful. Dude, how do you I mean, what do you have eyes or just a lack of a thesaurus? Because the only word you seem to know is peaceful. It's just not a notable point. No, it's to say that they're most mostly peaceful. No, it's not. No, it's like if you you could be. Every every serial killer is mostly peaceful in their life. Right. Sometimes they have incidents where they kill a bunch of people. Right. You know, I mean, like, it doesn't make any difference mostly if they're mostly peaceful. peaceful. Charles Manson. Right. Yes. I mean, most of the time he was singing nice songs. <laughs> you know? Right. Adolf Hitler was painting right. when he was young. It doesn't mean his life was mostly peaceful. Okay. So, how many Nazis? You go through the Nazi party and you'd find probably most of the actual Nazi party members didn't actually kill Jews personally. Does that mean. Is that notable? Is that a notable fact? No, it's not. peaceful Nazis. (laughs) No, No, it's not notable. What you remember, you you always used to make this point. It's like, well, you know, you you could look at uh, the the Nazi regime and really compliment their highways, right? But like, that's not notable, <laughs> right? About who hey, gives they a really crap how good they were at building the Mercedes. <laughs> right. They really did. Doesn't matter. Right. Not a notable hey, part of the story. Hey, their rocket program was great. <laughs> right. Just, it's not interesting. The important thing is the overwhelming. And like when you're talking about, look, we, we we have hundreds and thousands of protests around the country for these same causes that go 
perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. And the other part of this is we also have hundreds of thousands, millions of interactions between police and African-Americans that go perfectly fine. fine. Those aren't the ones. uh, Would you say that police are mostly mostly peaceful? I never hear that about police. I never hear it. Hundreds of millions of interactions. Those mostly peaceful protesters, you know, the ones with the guillotine in front of the White House. I love that. But it was a mostly peaceful guillotine. It was. Okay. It It just stands there most of the time. Most of the time. Occasionally it cuts somebody's head off, but it's mostly peaceful. It's just a sharp knife suspended in the air. Get over it. Right. It's peaceful. It's not doing anything. Thing. All right. So they had that in front of the uh, uh, in front of the White House. They were attacking elderly people last night in front of the White House. And then my favorite story, Rand Paul. Oh. God bless Rand Paul, man. Pray for the safety of our of our elected officials. Pray for safety for really everybody on all sides, on all sides. This thing could spiral into 1968 so fast. It almost did last night. There were about 100 members of this angry mob about a block away from the White House, and they just surrounded and attacked Rand Paul and I think his wife. And and here's the thing. Why were they attacking him? They were screaming, uh, you know, say her name, uh, justice for Breonna Taylor, mm-hmm. which is a fascinating thing, particularly to Rand Paul. Right. Why? Because he wrote the justice for Breonna Taylor act. <laughs> <laughs> he is, if you, I mean, could there, Morons. could there be a more obvious admission of your own ignorance to be yelling at Rand freaking Paul, the guy who has been talking about no knock warrants since you've heard of him before you've heard before of him. you were born, you knucklehead. He was talking about it while he was doing eye surgery, <laughs> right. right? He's sitting, he's a libertarian. He's opposed this the entire time. The Breonna Taylor thing has literally nothing to do with race. If you look at the case, they weren't even shooting at Breonna Taylor. They were, they were shooting at her boyfriend who, by the way, actually shot a police officer i don't blame him for that by the way it was a it was a terrible incident it was not his fault but he had actually fired his gun at the police and the hit the police before they fired a bullet so like the idea that this was some racist stalking thing is insanity it is a perfect example of the libertarian critique of police when you're talking about no-knock raids yeah. in the middle of the night over a drug offense in the middle of a pandemic why were they there that i can that was it's there's a legitimate point to be made there the black lives matter point has literally nothing to do with the brianna taylor case at all it has nothing to do we, he, it is likely <laughs> that these officers <laughs> yeah. could not even see yeah. Yeah. brianna taylor when they were shooting they just know they got shot by a bullet one of them was actually struck by a bullet from a gun and they started firing back in the direction of where the bullet came from there's no disagreement about this by the way that's exactly what happened so yes no knock of so you're saying don't kill Rand paul in the streets <laughs> yes he's he's like he's your he is probably the biggest ally in in, in so america don't behead him yes don't behead don't behead probably okay. the biggest ally in america write that one down to don't. solve the actual problem that occurred with brianna taylor don't. probably the biggest ally in america you're surrounding him and threatening his life this okay, is how okay, okay, dumb okay, this okay. is i think i got it behead uh randall no, no don't the, uh, no oh, sorry don't. God, i got it got it don't behead 
Rand Paul. It's I got important. It. The word okay. don't. don't. Important. Make okay. sure that's in front right. of the words beheading. Don't and do by something. the way, another thing. <laughs> yeah. This is important. Order is crucial here. One, learn to <laughs> protest. You got to do it in that order. It's really hard because a lot of times you want to go out and protest. And I'll learn about this afterward. No, you have to learn first and huh. protest after you But what learn. if I learned how to protest in school already? No! No, no. You know you no. have to learn about the thing you're protesting. Oh. So maybe Man, if you're this passionate it's about Brianna Taylor, you should read word one about the case. I'll give it to you. Go to uh, Stu Does the Truth About Brianna Taylor. Had to name the change the naming convention for this particular one because I did not feel it was appropriate. <laughs> Stu Does the Truth About Brianna Taylor. Look at that. It is a great case for people who like Radley Balco who wrote a whole book about uh, the militarization of police and it's about tactics it's not bashing police officers it's about these tactics authorizing a no-knock raid in the middle of the night for a for someone who wasn't even accused of the crime but was believed to be associated with someone who was accused of a crime in the middle of a pandemic i would just argue it was a bad idea the situation should not have occurred that way you could have grabbed brianna taylor on her way out of work and talked to her and she probably would have talked to you the idea that you're just going to bust in in the middle of the night is, is just bad practice. And that's something that I think police have to be very, very careful in utilizing. But that is a totally different point than all cops are racist and we need to go get Rand Paul. It's insanity. OK, well, I, I don't know if you can get. I mean, that was a very complex rant. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, lots of, rules, no, lots of rules, lots of rules, lots of things to remember. And, uh, <sighs> you know, can't do it. Um, but I <laughs> we went back with a timeline. Uh, and uh, you know, the, the, the mainstream media is like, we were there. We're covering all of this. Well, first of all, you don't seem to be relying on the video that you don't have that you had to get from us. Only the New York times seems to have this halfway, right? MSNBC is the worst is the worst. They're just denying what you see on tape. It's incredible, but they were all there and they all covered it. And so I just did. We just did a little TikTok here. I mean, just uh, mm-hmm. uh, at 1155, Elijah Schaefer uh, tweeted breaking news. Someone shot in the head in Kenosha. 1155 p.m. 1156 ABC News was on it. Whale of a time. A pot of orcas spotted swimming <laughs> through the Puget Sound. Wait, uh, hmm? I guess they did have reporters they out. Had they had reporters yeah, out. Okay. Uh, then 11.58 p.m. 11.55, Elijah. 11.58 p.m., USA Today. A look at Wednesday's paper. Pence to stress wins in virus fight. Mm. 11.59, CNN. The advantages of incumbency are afforded to any sitting president, but Trump's use of his office has gone well far beyond his predecessors. (laughs) 11.59. Moderna vaccine lacks uh, uh, black Latinx and indigenous participants. So CBS News, while somebody's just been shot in the head in Kenosha, remember... They, they had, got all their people the there. there. They had yeah. reporters mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were worried about the Latinx. The Latinx. There they, isn't a Latino in America that is normal that goes, yeah, I like that Latinx thing. <laughs> That's only it's, reflected in every poll oh. when they ask that question. Uh, 12 a.m. New York Times. Uh, they are talking about the need and the alarm on the need for protective masks. 
PBS NewsHour, Mike, Mike Pompeo plunged into the heart of the presidential campaign. Reuters, President Trump pardoned John Ponder, MSNBC, Ben Rhodes on Secretary Pompeo's speech. Oh, God. Uh, 1211, Washington Post, did Jerry Falwell scandal weaken Trump's evangelical support? 1216, Associated Press. Now we're approaching half an hour. Hundreds of flights were canceled in South Korea. 1217 NPR COVID-19 latest series of disruptions. Uh, okay, so okay, so it's a half hour. It's a half hour. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It's the graveyard shift. You know, you got Lenny and he's like, what time do I send this out? Maybe maybe everybody was sleeping, you know, in Kenosha. So maybe they didn't know about the shooting in real time. They were on the they were on. They just happened to look down. They were loading film in their camera, which they don't use anymore. And they just looked down and they missed all that gunfire. So about 45 minutes after the blaze is posting the shootings, surely they'd pick up the scent. 1242 a.m., almost an hour later, Elijah Schaefer posts a thread on Twitter explaining the circumstances leading up to the shootings. He's already got analysis and and video of leading up to it. CNN's, CNN's main concern at the time. <laughs> Squaw Valley Alpine Meadows Resort is going to be changing its name next spring, acknowledging it includes <laughs> a racist and sexist slur. No, really? Squ- 12.40 a.m. Then 12.45, Reuters, Mexico confirms coronavirus cases. MSNBC, 12.46, after, three months after George Floyd's death sparked a wave of protest and the world, the site of his death remains a sacred place for racial justice. Uh, 1 a.m., now an hour and 10 minutes later, airlines to shed tens of thousands of workers. Uh, CBS News, New York Times, McDonald's say there is an investigation into misconduct claims without the, in the country. 102 PBS NewsHour Pam Bondi uh, 103 Associated Press breaking mass shooter Brenton Tarrant tells judge he won't speak in his defense at sensing hearing in New Zealand court 103 a.m. USA Today during his remarks Covington Catholic School graduate Nick Sandman decried cancel culture 104 NPR Jacob Blake the black man who was shot multiple times at close range by police in Kenosha currently paralyzed from the waist down so at least an hour and 20 minutes into it uh, NPR has a story about Kenosha. Yeah, but they, um, um, they obviously didn't have someone there yeah, with the right. video. Well, no, they did. Oh. No, they were all upset at me yesterday for saying they weren't there. Oh. Uh, so they, they were all there, Stu. They were there, but like... W- yeah. Is it valuable if you're there, but in your hotel room when all of the bad things are happening? Jeez, listen to you. Mm. Washington Post 107, Trump uses Republican convention to rewrite coronavirus history. 155. Now, two hours later, Huffington Post's 32 tweets that sum up being single in the middle of a pandemic. You might want to think about reading other tweets. You know what I mean? Maybe checking out other tweets. Hmm. Of the 12 media outlets, only three posted any news about the Kenosha shootings overnight. The Washington Post, two hours after Elijah Schaefer posted about it. CBS News and Reuters. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? 219, 237. That's enough time to watch Elijah's reporting 
and then go, gee, should we care about this? I mean, it doesn't look good. How can we spin this? And then finally post it. You guys weren't on the ground. You may be on, maybe on the ground. Maybe you were sleepy, sheepy. You know, I felt really bad last night with Donald Trump. He was going at midnight last night when, I mean, that's so unfair. Joe Biden couldn't watch that thing live. He was in bed by four. I mean, you have the early bird special at three at Denny's, and then he's got to go to sleep. I don't know if he saw any of that. That was really unfair of Donald Trump to do. And the news reporters, I mean, if anything happens after 9 p.m., or God forbid anything after dark, you know, these are peaceful protests. Nothing happens after dark. You're frauds, and America knows it. And you know what's so sad? You know it. But you're not man enough or woman enough to admit it. Because then you got to change your behavior. Mm, boy. Real estate agents I trust. The housing market been on fire ever since the beginning of the year. Uh, a friend of mine bought uh, a house at Yellowstone. What was it? Yellowstone Club. And it's like, and I was looking at them during the pandemic. I was look, I went to the website because they bought this house. And I, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at these houses. And they're like $6 million to $25 million in the middle of nowhere. And there were lots of them available. And Tanya's like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, nothing we'll ever own. Uh, and it was crazy. All of them sold out. It's been like four weeks. All of it sold out. People are... Uh, kind of getting out of the cities for some reason or, or another. Anyway, um, with the riots and COVID, if you need to sell your house, you might need to sell it now. Maybe it's because you're moving uh, and you're moving across the town or you are you know, moving uh, across the country. You need the right real estate agent for both ends. I want you to call, or I'm sorry, just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. These are the people that our people have looked at, reviewed, vetted, and believe they're the best real estate agent in your area to help you. Um, but I don't want you to take our word for it. I want you to interview, interview them uh, yourself. This is the most important you know, financial decision probably of your life. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Find the right real estate agent. realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you, by the way. 10 seconds, station ID. So I did a Dennis Prager podcast. I love that guy. He is so wise, so wise. Um, it uh, airs, uh, you know, for everybody, old masses. Uh, tomorrow on the free podcast, you can get it at 3 p.m. I think it downloads on, I don't know, YouTube or no, I think it's actually on um, wherever you download the podcast. Um, but you had it last night. If you're a blaze TV subscriber, it's really worth your time watching. You can watch it and uh, grab it. Now just look for the Glenbeck podcasts, uh, Dennis Prager. Uh, we learned matzah's not sexy. Uh, it, no, re- you know, really profound. You should only seek to be loved by your spouse and your friends. Hmm. We spent probably five minutes talking about courage and how to cultivate courage. Really uh he's really strong on this um and somewhere in in that area he said humans want to be taken care of much more than they want to be free and i had asked him you know what's wrong with us 
And he's like, they just, they just, you know, they're afraid. People are afraid. And that led us into courage. It's really good. Available now for Blaze TV subscribers, but it's out tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern on my YouTube page. By the way, subscribe to my YouTube page, if you will, and like it. It helps other people discover it, helps us in the algorithms. So uh, go to YouTube and look for the Glenbeck page and subscribe and uh, rate, like, write beautiful flowery words. I mean, whatever you have to do, it'll help others discover it. Wherever you get your podcast, that's tomorrow at 3 p.m. Dennis Prager and Glenn Beck together and available now for Blaze TV subscribers. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, Rectech. Summer sun is beating down. The grilling season is upon us. Ah, uh, there's nothing like delicious reward of steak cooking on a grill. Except for the pain that it takes for you to stand by a grill, making sure you're checking it and doing everything because it's a thousand degrees outside. The last thing I want to do is go outside and grill. I live in Texas. Uh uh-uh. That is one of the best things about Rectech. Uh, Rectech, Rectech has smart grill technology. It, you, it, it connects to an app on your phone, controls everything, tells you exactly what's happening, tells you exact temperature. I mean, it's like it's like cooking in an oven outside. It is really good. Has great smoke flavor. You'll make the best ribs, the best anything really that you've ever had outside, and some of the best stuff I've ever had cooked inside. It's with a Rectech. I want you to go to R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech.com, R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Check out Rectech grills. You'll love them. Rectech.com. Ben Shapiro today on Stu Does America. Go to YouTube and search for Stu. I'll be the first one there. Or you can get it on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. It is 828. Ten years ago, we were standing on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial together, if you were there, for Restoring Honor. Uh, Five years ago, we started the Nazarene Fund in Birmingham, Alabama. Can you believe? Uh, 100,000 Christians saved and moved into safety because of what we did five years ago. Basically, a glorified moving company. A very expensive one, by the way. I mean, <laughs> geez, have you ever? We could get that done with the uh, U-Hauls for wow. half the price. Okay, no, it, it really. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I don't. That's think. amazing. That's one of the. I mean, you look back, I think, at your life and say that's probably the best thing you ever did. I mean, think, think oh, about yeah. that. You, uh, oh yeah. Well, we, this has been featured by you know ABC News, and it's not just Ooh. you. No, but I'm saying like yeah, it's know, not know, just a conservative claim you're making. No, you have thousands and thousands. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe have been saved from this. It's one hundred thousand people have been moved in the last five years incredible. because of how many the of them Nazarene. have died. Uh, Tens of, of thousands, yeah. clearly. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, you can, uh, by the way, check out uh, those videos of those uh, events. They were great. Uh, I think I'm going to watch them with my uh, family this weekend. Um, you can find them on the Blaze TV or MercuryOne.org. And while you're there, donate to the Nazarene Fund or any of the other things that we do, um, especially our education project. We're going to be announcing some things here in the next couple of weeks that I think you're going to be very excited about. 
Uh, I want to go to Ryan Morrow. He is the director of the Clarion Intelligence Network. We are premiering something tonight on Blaze TV called Covert Cash, what American universities don't want you to know about their foreign funding. Uh, It's going to be on Blaze TV uh, this weekend and then on september 1st i think it is next tuesday it's going uh national and it'll go on youtube and a lot of other places but you'll be able to see it uh this weekend if you're looking for you know something that you can watch that is you know p- pretty amazing that nobody else is covering laura logan is involved and in all of our friends are involved in this uh and the uh, clarion project as well ryan welcome to the uh, program Thanks so much for having me back. You bet. I premiere this tonight at five o'clock and explain it to the audience because it's (laughs) we've been talking about schools and universities in the last week. This is been in the press somewhat, but no one seems to be really paying attention. Right. Even by my standards, uh, being absorbed in the topic of extremism and and hostile foreign influence operations for so long, this is jaw-dropping even for me. Um, But the film uh, Covert Cash was inspired by a study that myself and um, Alex Van Ness and some other people at Clarion Project were involved in, where we looked at the declared foreign donations to American universities and colleges. And we put it all together, and then we organized it. And as far as I'm aware, that's never been actually done before because we wanted to get some real figures to get an idea of how much foreign financing is coming to our schools. And what we found in the first study of just what was publicly declared, most of it is not, we found over $10 billion flowed from foreign entities to American universities since 2012, the vast majority of it, coming from countries and governments that don't like us and are known for their history of foreign propaganda operations on American soil. And that would China, Qatar, Turkey, yeah. Russia, all of them. Okay. So our universities are taking this. They're also employing many of these, uh, these uh, scientists and professors, um, uh, you know, and that's a whole different uh, story, but we are now starting to wake up to China, but tell me about Saudi Arabia and Russia. Right. So if you look at the figures again, this is just from the first um, round of the study. Later on, we found a billion dollars that the universities had not publicly declared. Um, So the universities are not declaring most of this funding that's coming in from based on our research. But Qatar, for example, they donated um, just over one point five billion dollars. Saudi Arabia, six hundred and fifty million dollars. Russia, a hundred million dollars. And I would emphasize that this is just coming from what's publicly declared. It's not, it doesn't include what's, when you set up a front, if you want to be really sneaky, you, that's how you do it. So this is just the amounts that these countries are brazen enough to basically slap us across the face and say, hey, guess what? Your door is open and we're just going to do this openly because uh, there's covert stuff going on and then there's the less covert stuff going on. You know, you point out in the film and talk a little bit about this, that these schools, these Ivy League schools, have set up branches in some of these hostile countries uh, that are toxically illiberal uh, and filled with American anti-American ideas, um, and and our universities are end up supporting, you know, misogyny, homophobia, racism, while virtue signaling at the same time. How how do they not see this? Right. Oh, they know about it. I mean, the Department of Education has begun looking into this, um, and so has Congress. And their reports 
uh, say very blatantly that these schools are going to non-free countries and basically accepting the money, begging for the money, um, and giving them unprecedented access to our students and our education system. But in the, in the case of campuses overseas, Qatar has given billions of dollars uh, to schools to set up campuses in their country, which is a, a spy boss's dream. And specifically, in one case with Northwestern University, Qatar was giving them money to help them expand Al Jazeera. <laughs> so, so they were basically donating to the school and saying, yeah, here's a bunch of money. Now bring your students over to Qatar to help us expand the biggest terrorist propaganda network on Earth. China is also doing a similar thing where they're giving tons of money, uh, unbelievable amounts of money, to our professors uh, in order to come over to China and help them build labs so that they can steal the information. And that's why professors are being arrested for lying about that funding. Um, because they're taking the money, um, and only now is the government starting to crack down on it. But it's so big, I, I don't even know if the federal government can crack down on it fully. There was an interesting line that stuck out to me. It was um, from a woman who said, when I was growing up in Iran, I was forced in school to chant down with America every single day. She said, now our universities are doing the same thing. That's like the the modern version of adolescence rebellion now. It's like the cool thing to do among the youth is, is to say that you are so enlightened, you are so objective that you're willing to bash your own country and rebel against it. And it's hard for me not to connect that to this issue of foreign funding that's coming in. Um, for example, you mentioned China. Um, according to our latest records, China's donated over $1.2 billion dollars universities since 2012 now maybe i'm too cynical but i don't think that they care about american students getting the best education i don't think that we well we know it's not going to lower tuition so what is the the return on their investment it must be pretty big for them to spend that type of money uh thank you so much uh ryan for being on with us and and thanks for letting us premiere this um this uh, documentary it premieres tonight 5 p.m you can watch it live or you can watch it uh you know on um, you know on demand at the blaze tv.com and then next week it will go uh everywhere uh, you can watch it in advance now if you're a blaze member otherwise it'll be on the youtube page uh for the um clarion project uh next tuesday Thank you so much, Ryan. Appreciate it. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. God bless. So a listener of, of mine, Pam, she said she couldn't sleep uh, unless she lay flat on her back staring up at the ceiling. Oh, my gosh. Could you do that? I can't do that. No. <laughs> no hope of that at all. That's like trying no. to sleep on a plane. Yeah. Can't um, do it. She said she'd have shooting pains that started in her shoulders and then radiated down her arms. Sleeping on her side, her stomach was out, and she's always been a side sleeper. This is awful. She heard me talking about relief factor. Skeptical at first. She tried other pain relievers before. None of them help. She tried it nonetheless, and you know the rest of the story. A few weeks in, Pam found that she could sleep any old way she wanted because the pain was almost completely gone. Pam got her life back by getting her sleep back, and so can you. Relief Factor, not a drug, but developed by doctors, and 70% of the people try it, go on to order more. You can order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. What do you have to lose? You don't want to spend the rest of your life wondering what it would be like if you had a solution to your pain. Try it. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. It's 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenbeck program. It's Friday. I just want to leave you with this. The uh, Hollywood crowd, they, I mean, they, oh my gosh, uh, they had aneurysms all night last, last night. And it couldn't happen to a nicer group of people. Um, but uh, they went crazy about Rudy Giuliani, uh, went crazy about Ivanka Trump. I mean, Ivanka Trump is not a conservative, you know? I think she. <laughs> they, they, I mean, Ivanka had the same role I thought she did in 2016, which yeah. was to play to my Trump dad. friendly voters who yeah. prefer largely Democratic policies. Correct, but can get can get on board. You know, to show that he's done things that aren't just for his base, which right. is what everyone claims. Right, and and I think she has. I think she. Uh, my guess is is that she has. Um, had something to do with the overall message and production of this RNC convention, which I applaud. I thought it was fantastic. The messages and the images and everything that came out of it, I thought it was real, genuine, and and just solid. I think Republicans have largely used their conventions to basically pitch to their base. Yeah. Which this here, they, they, they did the opposite. I mean, this, this was, was Reagan. This was Reagan. Hmm. You may not remember those. You might have been too young, but reagan did this he he spoke across party lines and he was like look that's not what your party stands for you know it's 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 almost exactly uh what america went through in 1980 and there could be a in a 1984 kind of landslide if the president is disciplined uh we could be witnessing a landslide Uh, one of the things i just want to go through some of these things uh one of the things they were just apoplectic on uh, Mia, Fa- Mia Farrow compared it to Jonestown, uh, an adoring cult waiting for Jim Jones to appear. And look at how none of them are wearing masks, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Mio, uh, Mia, I just I just I just want to ask, uh, are you, have you been tweeting about the VMAs? Uh, because New York decided that the celebrities for the VMAs. Uh, the Video Music Awards at Radio City, they don't have to, they don't, you know, they're not going to be subject to the quarantine mandate. They can fly in from wherever, uh, you know, the Ebola hotspots if they want, and they don't have to be quarantined at all, you know, because they're special people. They're special people. So I'm just waiting for the uh, Hollywood elites to, uh, you know, to tweet against the special people. But anyway, um, so it was Jonestown. Uh, the guy, uh, Bradley Whitford, he was on the West Wing. He said it was a desecration of the White House. Was it? Really? Was it? I mean, I'm with you. I don't like the fact that the White House was used, and I don't like the fact that it um, uh, that is probably going to set precedence now. But it shouldn't be used. But it is a COVID year, and this was the third choice the president had. He yeah. tried to move the convention and uh, the liberal Democrats wouldn't uh, allow him to do it. So, OK, I'll do it. You come over to my house. Um, it is a it is a covid year and he did not move it there first. He tried other places. You guys just tried to shut it down. So um, Rosie O'Donnell, you know, her lovely, lovely self uh, tweeted things that I really um well, I really can't uh, repeat any of them. Hmm. Uh, but Jim Gaffigan, 
swooped in to defend Joe Biden from claims that he's a socialist. Okay, I go with that. I don't think I don't think Joe is a socialist, but he surrounded himself with socialists and his policies now on his his platform are socialists. And to be fair, he's been a longtime Democrat and has existed basically in the middle of every Democratic movement. So when the party has gone left, he has gone left. And, and the party right. is going very left right now. Right. So anyway, uh, so Gaffigan uh, defended him, said he's not a socialist. And then he said the president's speech was all lies to scare America. And to those who think I'm destroying my career, wake up. If Trump gets elected, the economy will never come back. First of all, I like claim. I really like Jim Gaffigan. Oh, yeah, he, love I love him. I consider him. I can't say a friend, but friendly. Um, and uh, and have spent time with Jim Gaffigan. I have no problem that he does. I know he disagrees with me. I know he does. Yeah, who cares? Um, and I don't care. And you know, if he sees that uh, and he really believes that somebody should go vote the other way, that's fine. That's fine. But I do. I would like to ask him in a sincere questioning, an honest questioning, what part of Biden's experience shows you he was part of the team that said it will never come back. The economy will not get any better than Barack Obama ever. This is the this is the best it's going to get. Donald Trump came in and uh, it was the best economy we've ever had as a nation. Um, and the lowest unemployment rate yeah. for, I mean, it was Jim, really good. Jim sold a lot of tickets during the Trump era. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. So I just want to know what part of the Biden economic uh, business building experience makes you say he's going to be better than the guy who just did it, as opposed to the guy who was part of it that couldn't do it. <laughs> I, don't, I just think that, honestly, this election season more than ever before is just ruining people and they just you know they're always fighting with each other everyone thinks that their opinion's the only one that matters or the only one that's right and everyone that disagrees with them is the worst person on earth yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go there this time i'm not gonna i'm gonna try really hard not to go oh oh yeah yeah because i mean like look i i you know i can deal with all i have a very high tolerance for nonsense from entertainers you know i mean like look i think jim's totally wrong on a lot of the things he's saying I can deal. I, I can still. I can still laugh at his hot pocket jokes. I'm not going to have yeah, a problem with that. It's same thing with these athletes. Like you know, they can do all sorts of things. I don't really care because I don't go to them for these things. I I can just avoid, uh, you know, caring about them. I don't think about what some what LeBron James thinks about politics. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care. Um, I'm not going to let them take away something from me that I enjoy just because they're right. stupid. And that's the, you know, I, I, it's, it's, I don't, not everyone gets to that place. And, you know, Jim is a New Yorker, lives in New York yeah. and it's a different world. I talk to people from New York. It is a different world, man. It I think is the a thing with world. Gaffigan is he's one of the more sensible people who's talked out, even though he is liberal, has talked out sensibly about politics when he's touched it normally. And then last night is, I mean, look, it's the, this era is people are just, they lose it. They lose it. Yeah, look at the media. Yeah. People who are irrational, mm-hmm. halfway decent reporters four, five, six years ago are completely nuts now. Completely insane. Uh, no one can seem to control themselves anymore. All right. Have a safe weekend. We'll see you Monday on radio.